0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CDF, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthCare.com. Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host Nancy Kerala. we are here to discuss C. diff healthcare associated infections and other related healthcare topics now here's your host Nancy Kerala.
1: good afternoon and welcome to the program thank you for joining us today we would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash It's a great pleasure today to introduce our guests. Sue Barnes, RN, BSN, CIC, FAPIC, independent and board certified clinical consultant in infection control and prevention and APIC fellow. Lori Stradsis, MPH, Public Health Liaison with Clorox Healthcare, joining us today to discuss managing C. difficile from hospital to home, how the right practices and the right products can make a difference. At this time, I would like to welcome our guests to the program. Welcome and thank you for joining us today, Sue and Lori. Thank you for having us. We're just really grateful to have you both here, and we're really anxious to learn more about this great topic. So instead of taking any more time, I'm going to ask Sue our first question, and that's, Sue, many patients may not be aware that they may be able to spread a C. difficile infection when they are released from the hospital. Do you know how often this actually
2: happens? You know, that's a really good question. We don't actually know the exact number. However, what we do know is that patients continue spreading spores even after diarrhea is gone. So the likelihood of patients going home while still contagious is really high. And the the education, the information that's provided to C. patients and their families when they're discharged from hospitals regarding how to prevent spreading the infection really varies from place to place. And we are faced with increasing rates of both hospital and community-acquired C. difficile infection, and that means that infections are not just occurring in the hospital, but also outside of, of healthcare facilities. By by one estimate, which is a few years old, there are 500,000 C. diff hospital infections alone in this country every year, and one last thing I want to mention, you may hear us abbreviating Clostridium difficile by saying either C. difficile or C. diff throughout the show. Exactly,
1: and thank you so much, Sue, for providing us that information. And um, So maybe you can explain how, exp- how exactly is C. diff spread and what role does the environmental play when it comes to spreading or acquiring C. difficile infections?
2: Sure. Uh, C. diff infection is spread through what's called the fecal-oral route, and what that means is if hands are not washed well by a person with C. diff infection after using the bathroom <clears throat> and then those unwashed hands touch surfaces or food or utensils that then go into someone else's mouth, the bacteria will travel from the mouth to the intestine where it can multiply and result in C. diff infection. And it's, it's important to understand that when patients have diarrhea, there's a much greater chance of contaminating the environment. And C. diff patients, as we know, often have explosive diarrhea. So for C. diff, the environment is thought to play a greater role in transmission than for other types of bacteria and viruses, and that's due to the length of time that it can survive on surfaces outside the body. And that is because C. diff bacteria has two different states, spores and vegetative bacteria. And in the spore state, it can survive for much longer and is resistant to cleaning and to disinfectants, much more resistant than the vegetative state. Experts have shown that it can survive more than five months outside the body on surfaces. So uh, people might wonder what surfaces are most commonly involved in transmission of C. diff. Uh, of course, any surface can become contaminated, but those that are associated with feces are the most likely to serve as a reservoir. So that would most commonly be the bathroom and possibly also the bed and, and right around the bed for bedbound patients. But even pets can become a vehicle for transmitting the bacteria from person to person if they're touched with unwashed hands. So it's important to remember that if a patient with C. diff is still shedding spores when they're discharged to home and hands or the environment are not kept clean, uh, spores can contaminate uh, utensils, food, and, and other items leading to ingestion of the bacteria and development of infections. And studies show that people touch their face an average of 250 times per hour.
1: That's amazing. Thank you, Sue, for sharing that. And Sue, who is most at risk for picking up a C. diff infection in the home?
2: Well, very young, very old, already sick, and immune-compromised folks are at the highest risk of acquiring any type of infection, of infection, including C. diff. Uh, in addition, taking antibiotics and or acid-suppressing medications like Prilosec or Tagamet can reduce or eliminate the, the good bacteria that we have in our intestines, and that can permit the proliferation of C. difficile bacteria and the development of infection. And unfortunately, once a person has been infected with C. diff and recovers, they are at great risk of recurrence. But remember, in order to become infected with C. diff, two things have to happen. One is disruption of the normal intestinal bacteria with antibiotics or acid-suppressing medications, and two, exposure to an infectious dose of C. diff bacteria.
1: Okay, and I'm going to switch over to Lori for a minute here and ask Lori, what is the recurrence rate for C. difficile?
3: Great. Thanks, Nancy. Um, actually, it's pretty high. Up to 20% of people with C. difficile get sick again, either because of the initial, infec- the initial infection never went away or because they get reinfected with a different strain of the bacteria. And actually, after two or more recurrences, the rates of further recurrence increase up to 65%. And so, in the United States, if we take the number that Sue mentioned earlier of the 500,000 nearly infections that occur every single year. That's about 100,000 recurrent infections, at least, that occur every single year in the United States.
1: That's an awful lot of recurrences, exactly. Mm -hmm. And Lori, what happens when someone experiences a recurrence uh, in a C. difficile infection?
3: Well, the infection and what it does to the body is very similar to an initial infection. So, as we know, C. diff infection is an awful disease. It causes severe pain and discomfort, as Sue mentioned. It causes explosive diarrhea. Um, There are are a high number of deaths associated with C. diff infections every year. Approximately 29,000 patients die within the first 30 days of the initial diagnosis, and of those, about 15,000 deaths are estimated to be directly attributable to C. difficile infections. So it's a very important cause of infectious disease deaths in the United States. In addition, there's the emotional and the financial burden associated with getting a C. diff infection or a recurrent C. diff infection. From the emotional side, there's fear, embarrassment, depression that can set in. If you have explosive diarrhea, you may not want to leave the house. You're embarrassed, um, and and when you don't when you don't get out, then you can become depressed, and and all of that together puts a huge emotional burden on the individual as well as the family members caring for that. Individual individual. It's hard to see somebody suffer. Um, in addition, the financial burden is very high to treat a C. difficile infection case um, costs about twenty dollars to $42,000 um, in the United States. And also for recurrent cases, there's actually some new data out uh, this year that uh, sh- shows on average the cost of a recurrent case is about $34,000 and of which about 12% or $4,000 are outpatient costs, and these are costs that include things like drugs, office visits, test, lab tests, and lab tests. So these are costs that actually could be out of pocket for the individual with the recurrent case and could affect them personally, um, financially as well.
1: Right, and Lori, thank you so much for sharing that information with us. And Sue and Lori, thank you for both of you for sharing and with our listeners today. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we will continue learning more about managing C. difficile from hospital to home, how the right practices and the right products can make a difference with our guests, Sue Barnes and Lori Stratus. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. (music)
0: The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 1-844-4C-DIFF. 1-844-367-2343. Or visit us on the Web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. Diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 844 367 Two, three, four, three. That's one 4 c diff
2: Find out what's happening on the Voice
0: America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala
1: Welcome back to C. diff spores the more global broadcasting network. And we welcome our listeners joining us today with our guests, Sue Barnes, RN, BSN, CIC, FAPIC, independent and an board-certified clinical consultant in infection control and prevention, and an APIC fellow. Lori Stradzes... MPH, public health liaison with Clorox Healthcare, both here to discuss managing C. difficile from hospital to home, how the right practice and the right products can make a difference. Sue and Lori, before break, you shared an overview of the problem C. difficile in the home, and there were great points made, and we thank you for that. And um, we're going to just continue on to learning more about this great topic,
2: and Sue... Uh, Nancy, I understand that you actually have a personal story about C. difficile that you might be willing to share.
1: Uh, Yeah, thanks. Um, That has never been shared on C. diff spoils and more before. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Being a C. diff survivor, uh, as many are who are listening right now today, um, we know the losses. Uh, you know, a C. difficile infection is an infection that you never think is going to last longer than, you know, a week or two. Uh, you never expect a C. diff infection to not go away or come back nine times. And not only do we lose employment, wages, health care insurance if you're an independent uh, person, you live lose your physical strength, you have body changes, weight loss, hair loss, malnutrition. Malabsorption uh, and the all different uh, diagnosis that follow this, um, CDI, C diff infections become a burden. You become a burden on your loved ones uh, and on the socioeconomic and on programs that offer, you know, help. And the financial part is another thing. Having to do the copays, the the vancomycin is an expensive medication, even though it's generic. It's been generic for years. Uh, the copay can be as much as $500. A script, uh, a regular script of vancomycin can go up to $2,700. Medication expenses, copays, whether it be with insurance, without insurance, is very costly. And so that becomes a burden on loved ones, friends, and family. <laughs> You just, you can't live without it, and you have to get better. So you reach out to everybody. The isolation—that's another big problem. No, you can't leave the house. Sorry, Uh, it's just not possible when you are running 20 to 30 times a day. You know, visiting the emergency room three times a week to be hydrated with a bag of fluids because of severe dehydration. You know, and you do this for a year. Uh, In 2008, I was diagnosed in in April. I didn't get over it until 2009 with the help of a specialist over at um, a medical center, a specialty medical center in North Carolina. Uh, I'd gone through 14 gastro doctors, and my final prescription was a referral to hospice. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I don't want to cry. It was to hospice. And if it wasn't for a clinical trial that um, they offered me, I wouldn't be here. And then it took two years to get over that infection, to get strength back, to then go back out into my profession, which is healthcare as a nurse, to go into a new um, facility, a you know, skilled facility, and three months later, get a whole new infection. I mean, that was a bad joke, right? Yeah. So, here you have an, another C. difficile infection, landed back in bed for another year, nine reoccurrences, nine <laughs> rounds of Banco, and in 12, uh, from October 11, October 12, a uh, whole year, and we don't know, the Bancomycin, the last time in October of 12, it worked. So, it was, we can really relate to our patients who call in on the national hotline, we can, you know, relate to other patients who are even more. Um, ac- actually, have C. difficile infections that are uh, a lot worse. They've gone through colectomies. They've gone through major surgeries. A lot of them passed. My father passed with C. difficile infection, with MRSA, Versa, and a lot of other superbugs. So you have all of these. Things that happen during this infection. Um, you know, it's the losses, it's the expenses, and it's just, you know, and the recuperation is intense. So I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share some of the highlights, if you want to call them that, um, of a C. diff survivor, but it really um, helps others to understand that what you do. Is so important to help the patients help themselves, and the families help their you know their loved ones. So we say thank you, and I appreciate it. And with Sue, um, I'm going to move right on, and I'm going to ask you, can, can you please share with our listeners what precautions can be taken to help prevent this uh, and help prevent C. diff bacteria uh, be spread around the home?
2: Yes, absolutely. And, and thank you so much for sharing your personal story. Very, uh, it, it makes it personal and more compelling, I think, um, the importance of, of preventing this disease. So the most important precaution to take at home is to wash hands with soap and water frequently, especially after eating and going to the bathroom. Other steps would include using a separate bathroom if possible, And, of course, cleaning and disinfecting surfaces every day in the bathroom and living area where the patient spends their time. And we know that gloves and gowns are used in the hospital to help prevent spreading C. diff diff spores, but this is harder to do in the home. So hand hygiene and environmental cleaning are the key to prevention in the home, and also, washing laundry for the C. diff patient separately is a good idea, adding bleach and using hot water if possible. And uh, disinfecting the surfaces of both the washer and dryer after use is also a good idea.
1: Thank you, Sue. And, you know, these are the things that uh, I know our listeners, they don't know, and you no know, one has advised them of doing, and we greatly appreciate you sharing this with them. Sure. So, so when it comes to hand hygiene, can our listeners use alcohol-based hand sanitizers or is soap and water the most effective uh, for hand washing?
2: Yes, yeah, soap and water is the best since, at least in the laboratory, alcohol does not kill C. diff spores.
1: Okay, that's really important to know. And so, how does someone know if they have a recurrent C. difficile infection?
2: Uh, The primary symptom of C. diff infection is diarrhea, uh, which can be anywhere from mild to severe, but other symptoms would include fever, loss of appetite, nausea, and abdominal pain or tenderness. So if any of those symptoms occur, it's really important to see the doctor right away and to let him know about any previous C. diff infection.
1: Okay, great. And so is there anything else that is important to know when it comes to reducing the spread of C. diff in the home environment? Um, I
2: I would just reiterate one point, and that is that uh, it's so important to clean surfaces and disinfect them, especially the ones that are touched the most and the ones that are most likely to be contaminated with feces like surfaces in the bathroom, uh, a recent study measured the level of bacteria on surfaces in the homes of patients with recurrent C. difficile and found the bacteria most commonly on three surfaces. Two of them are not surprising, the toilet and the bathroom sink. But the third one to me was surprising. It was on the vacuum. At any rate, that's it for me. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sue. And we did
1: not know, that um, I didn't know none of us knew that the vacuum I mean who would think right yeah I know well we thank you for providing the important information to our global listeners right now and we're going to take a short commercial break and when we return uh, we will discuss with Sue Barnes and Laurie Stratus on managing C. difficile from hospital to home and how the right practices and the right products can make a difference stay tuned and we'll be right back after these messages
0: to help support the C-Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free one 844 4 c That's 1-844-367-2343. The C Diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C Diff can affect anyone at any age, at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. Difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C Diff Foundation at 844 4C Diff. 844 367 2343. Or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. Diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call 1-844-367-222. Two three four three. That's C Diff. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom, entered and exited a patient's room, visited a doctor's office. Have you done this today? Washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of thirty seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24 7.
1: Welcome back to C. diff Spores and more, a more global broadcasting network. We welcome our listeners joining us today with our guest Sue Barnes, RNBSN, CIC, FAPIC, independent and board certified clinic, clinical consultant in infection control and prevention and an APIC fellow. Lori Stratsis, MPH. Public Health Liaison with Clorox Healthcare, they join us today to provide key points on C. difficile infection and managing C. difficile from hospital to home, how the right practices and the right products can make a difference. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Lori. Thank you. You know, you're welcome. No, thank you. And hmm. before break, Sue, you shared a number of important points on infection prevention, and we really appreciate that. And thank you so much for providing the information and with our global listeners and today, um, Lori, what types of products should listeners use to clean and disinfect the home environment?
3: Well, the CDC recommends the use of bleach to clean and disinfect surfaces that are contaminated with C. C. diff uh, or C. difficile spores. Um, The use of an EPA-registered bleach is very important because not all bleaches are created equal. So, some bleaches are not EPA-registered. And EPA-registered means that the products have been thoroughly tested using standardized methods in a, a, a um, approved laboratory and that the EPA has reviewed the data that has come out of the, these studies that have been done. And then uh, once they have reviewed the data, they approve the use of the product um, and, and the, they approve the sale of the product in the marketplace. So you may be asking yourself, well, how do I know if a product is EPA-registered, and how do I know if it's EPA-registered to kill C. difficile spores as well? And the way you tell is you look for, on the product label, you look for claims that say that the product can kill C. difficile spores. Manufacturers are not allowed to say they kill C. difficile spores unless they've gone through the EPA process and have that approval. And so if the product says that it kills C. difficile or C. diff spores on the product label, and it may be on the back of the label, you might have to turn the the bottle or the product around. Um, If you see it says it kills C. difficile spores, then you know you have an EPA-registered product that kills C. difficile spores. Um, you can also look for the EPA registration number on the back of the product label, and that will tell you that it has gone through the EPA process as well um, and has a approval from the Environmental Protection Agency or the EPA. Now, as an alternative, if you cannot find a product that has an EPA registration for killing C. difficile spores, and specifically a bleach that kills C. difficile spores, you can use regular bleach. In this case, you need to use one cup of bleach to nine cups of water or a one to ten dilution. And this is the CDC's recommendation. Um, And unless the label says otherwise, as it may in this case, surfaces must stay saturated for 10 minutes or else it won't kill the C. Difficile spores. And in this case, the method you want to use to kill the spores is called spray, or we call it spray, delay, and walk away. So you put the product on the surface and you, because the contact time or the amount of time that the surface must stay, stay wet or saturated is 10 minutes, you really need to delay and just leave it let it stay there. Just let it dry. Um, there's no need to wipe it off, but if you do see uh, some residue left on the surface after you apply the product and it dries completely, you can wipe it off with a clean, wet, damp, uh, with a clean water towel. And so just remember that not all bleach is created equal. Not all bleach is EPA registered. Your preference would be an EPA registered product. Um, but if you cannot find an EPA registered bleach, there is an approach with a um, dilutable bleach with, at a 1 to 10 dilution for the CDC recommendation.
1: Thank you so much, Lori. That is so important. We have so many patients call in and they're, they keep saying they're using the right product, but they're spraying and wiping. And the spray and wipe doesn't work, does it?
3: No, it doesn't. You really need to let the product sit on the surface for the full contact time. And that would be 10 minutes unless the bottle, and again, it might be on the back of the bottle, so you might have to read the usage instructions or directions for use on the back of the Mm -hmm. bottle. Um, But unless it says exactly what the contact time is, you leave it there on the surface for 10 minutes.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Lori, is having the right product enough
3: No, absolutely not. And to your point that you just made, you really not only need to have the right product and purchase the right product, the EPA registered product, but you must also use the product according to the usage instructions or directions for use, as I mentioned, that are on the label in order to be sure that the product is effective. All products um, with C. difficile claims also require two steps. Most people do not know this. The first step is to clean the surface, and the second is to disinfect. So what cleaning does is cleaning removes the organic matter or the dirt from a surface, and it really allows the disinfectant to do its job and kill the C. difficile spores or what it, it doesn't. If you're going to kill, try to kill a different organism. It allows you to kill other organisms as well. So you have to remove the the dirt and the organic matter first, and then disinfect. Um, And many times the same product can be used to clean first and then disinfect. All you need to do is check the product label again. There's so much in that product label that's useful information. Um, And you just check the product label. If the product calls itself a cleaner and a disinfectant, that means you can use it for both of these steps. If it's just a disinfectant, you will want to find a product that can clean the surface first, and then you will use the disinfectant to kill the microorganisms. And so you want to pay close attention, again, to the contact time that is listed on the label. Um, the, the contact time, we, we change the wording sometimes. So, sometimes we call it a contact time, or we say the The um, surface needs to remain saturated or the wetness time, but all this is referring to the amount of time that the product needs to stay on the surface wet in order to do the job, which is, in this case, kill the C. difficile spores or C. diff spores. This is a really common practice and well understood in the acute care healthcare setting. The... Folks doing the cleaning in the acute care environment understand contact time as being important. What we are trying to impress upon those listening on the call today is the importance of also paying attention to contact time in the home environment because it's important in order to kill C. difficile spores. And one thing you may want to consider in addition um, during this critical time when you've come home from the hospital and you may still be shedding C. difficile spores in in your feces is to to move to a product that is ready to use. And this is a product that you don't need to do any pre-mixing of. It comes ready to use at the right concentration to kill the C. difficile spores. So you need to read the instructions on the back of the product label and if you use the product exactly uh, straight out of the bottle, just like it, y- you are instructed to by those instructions, it will kill C. difficile spores for you on your surfaces.
1: Thank you so much, Laurie. And that's really interesting to learn about the two-step. And that's something that even, you know, a lot of us did not know about the cleaning and then disinfecting. So thank you so much about that. Mm-hmm. Are there no any Clorox products that you would recommend for use? And if so, where might a listener obtain some of these products?
3: Yes, um, the Clorox company manufactures a line of products under our Clorox Healthcare brand, and these products are designed for healthcare purposes and are EPA-registered to kill C. difficile spores. So, some of these products include our Clorox Healthcare Bleach Germicidal Cleaner. I'm sorry, that's a very long name and a mouthful. It's a a cleaner product that can either be sprayed or applied directly to a surface. Um, And we also have ready-to-use wipes products. So, you pull the wipe out of the um, canister and you can use it directly on your surface. It contains the ready-to-use bleach liquid that can kill the C. difficile spore. So, those can be a little bit easier to use sometimes, and, and some people prefer them. We also have a new product, which we call Fusion. Um, it's a bleach-based spray, but it is a lower concentration but highly efficacious form of bleach um, with a low odor. And so it's a very popular product in that because the bleach smell isn't so great as it is with some of the other products, but it also kills C. difficile spores. And so each of these products has a very fast contact time, either three minutes or less, and all of them are available online to make it very convenient. The decision on which to buy, again, would just be a matter of personal preference. Some people like the wipes because they're convenient and others like the spray for being quickly able to cover a large surface. Also, if you're adverse to the odor, you would want to look for the fusion product um, because, again, the odor is less than some of the other bleach-based products. Now, it's important to know that we have um, one other product, if desired, and it's not under the Clorox Healthcare brand name, but it's called Clorox Germicidal Bleach. It's a dilutable bleach, so it does require the mixing step, and it can be purchased online as well or at your local home improvement store. And this product has a five-minute contact time or stay-wet time, saturation time for C. difficile. And one last point I just want to make, because products, um, the product you buy is so very important. Um, we sell, and we have a very popular product called Clorox Disinfecting Wipes. And these products are sold at the regular grocery store, and they're, they're very popular in households. Now, while these are EPA-registered, and they do kill... They do kill cold and flu viruses, for instance. They do not contain bleach, and they do not kill C. difficile spores. So you really want to look for that C. difficile claim, as I was talking about earlier, and make sure you have a bleach-based product to ensure you're, when you do your cleaning, you're actually killing the C. difficile spores.
1: Well, thank you so much, um, Laurie, for sharing all that important information with our global listeners. Um, There's a wealth of information. People can um, go back to the podcast and re-listen to this information shared by Laurie and Sue today. And right now, we're going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we will continue learning more about managing C difficile from hospital to home. How the right practices and the right products can make a difference with our guests Sue Barnes and Laurie Stratus. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Get the news on our shows and other
0: happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the fifth annual International C Diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C Diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 844 36 Seven two three four three. That's one eight four 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 C Diff. Because C difficile lives on surfaces for weeks. Because it infects nearly five hundred thousand Americans yearly. You need disinfectants you can trust. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com have you done any of these things today exited a restroom entered and exited a patient's room visited a doctor's office have you done this today washed your hands hand washing remains the single most important task of the day it takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Welcome back to C.G.I.P.S. 4 is
1: a more global broadcasting network, and we welcome our listeners joining us today with our guest Sue Barnes, RN, BSN, CIC, FAPIC, Independent and Board Certified Clinical Consultant in Infection Control and Prevention, and an APIC Fellow, Lori Strazis. MPH, Public Health Liaison with Clorox Healthcare, both joining us today to discuss managing C. difficile from hospital to home and how the right practices and the right products can make a difference. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Lori. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. We thank you for being here. And before the commercial break, Laurie, you shared a wealth of information on the science of cleaning and disinfecting to effectively reduce the spread of C. difficile spores. And we thank you and appreciate the key points provided. Um, Before we close the program today, Sue and Laurie, is there anything that you would like to mention, clarify, or emphasize as we close out this uh, program today? Sue, why don't we start with you?
2: All right. Well, I want to start by saying thank you to you, Nancy, uh, as well as the CDF Foundation for focusing on this topic, which is so critical and something that I have uh, for my entire career focused on preventing. Uh, so I appreciate all your good work and especially sharing your personal story, which makes really makes the, the whole issue uh, more real and personal and uh, compelling to to address and solve. Um, I'd like to add that although today we really only talked about um, C. diff in the hospitals and in in the home environment, it's also occurring with increasing frequency in many other venues. Uh, As you know, we are providing health care in hospitals, of course, but we're transitioning care to a lot of of new venues across the continuum of care now in ambulatory settings. So uh, we're seeing C. difficile in all of those settings, most specifically in long-term care facilities and nursing homes. It's really critical. Uh, So all of the prevention efforts need to be focused there as well. And um, finally, I just want to share that in my opinion, and in my experience in my career, preventing all healthcare-associated infections, including C. diff, is really a team sport. That's how I look at it, because it requires so many different people to work together uh, to to be successful. So it requires physicians to be careful about ordering antibiotics and acid-suppressing medications only when needed. And it requires patients to be aware and informed about the same, that they should not be taking antibiotics for any small infection, that they should really be thoughtful about requesting antibiotics for, for any cl- little small cold or, or flu and being really thoughtful about working with their physicians on that. It also requires other team members, so healthcare workers and families and patients all on the same team focusing on hand hygiene and environmental cleaning. So um, I really thank you for the opportunity today.
1: Oh, Sue, so thank you so much for reiterating all the high points and for sharing all of your information. And like you said, you've been working your whole career on infection prevention, and we thank you for all that you've done. And, yes, it is team effort. I mean, there is, it, it takes all of us to do this together. So thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. My pleasure. And, Lori, do you have any closing comments you'd like to share?
3: I do have a couple. Thanks, Nancy. I'd like to thank you for having us today again and the c Foundation for everything that you do to help those with C. difficile as well as their families and loved ones and and caregivers. Um, It's such an important thing, and I know that you've been through so much, and everybody on this call has experienced the horror, really, of C. difficile in some way, shape, or form, and I just appreciate everything you do in order to make it better as much as you can. I hope the listeners found the... Topics and the content of this program useful. If there are any questions afterward, we'd be we'd love to answer them. And um, so, just let us know. Um, what I'd like to finish with is just a couple of points. One is to remember that not all bleaches or, or uh, cleaning products are cl- created equal, especially when it comes to C. difficile. So, remember to look for that EPA registration number. Look for those C. difficile claims on the product label and usage instructions. Or directions for use on the label as well that are, that are going to tell you exactly how to use the product in order for it to be effective on your surfaces in your home. And don't be afraid to turn that bottle around and read the, the fine print, read the back label. It's very helpful information and it will allow you to use the product properly. If you have any questions about uh, Clorox products, please visit our website at Clorox, CloroxHealthCare.com um, where you can also read more about C. difficile, and the products that I mentioned on the show. There's also, once you do get the products, if you have any questions about using them, there's a 1-800 number on the back of the of the product label and you can always call that number and provide your comments or your questions and we will get back to you as well. Finally Nancy, I took a quick look at the C. Diff foundation website and wanted to put a plug in for that as an excellent resource for managing C. in the home as well and so wanted to point the listeners to your website that you've put together um, uh, and uh, it's a wealth of, of information for many different topics surrounding C. difficile, but you also have a section about home care that I found very, very um, useful as well.
1: Thank you so much, Laurie. And the C. diff Foundation's website is cdifffoundation.org, and it is for clinicians and families and the home care. It's for everybody, so it's pretty well generalized. And, of course, you know, we appreciate you, Laurie, sending out all the information and the high points of today's program. So I'm going to say... Thank you, and thank you for both of you, Lori and Sue, for having provided us with a wealth of the information for both patients and fellow healthcare professionals. And you know that we really appreciate it. So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Oh, you are more than welcome, and we thank everyone again for joining us today on C. Dips 4 is a more global broadcasting network. Please listen in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time with our guests to discuss up-to-date information focused yet not limited to C. difficile in infection prevention, treatments, clinical studies, environmental safety, and so much more. Once again, we thank our official sponsor Clorox Healthcare for making this program possible. For more information, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website. We send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you all a good day and good health.
0: Thank you.